Next on BYU Sports Nation, Blue Goggle Vision now includes power to see into the future. What do you want to know about BYU football in 2016? Former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon weighs in on that, plus track star Shaquille Walker on why he decided to turn pro. And Big Russia 5 Kyle Collinsworth has a new team for NBA Summer League Hoops. Triple-double watch? Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. BYU Sports Station back to work on a Monday and live in Radio Vision. Presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Jerem's top button is now buttoned. And the side buttons. I totally forgot. Wow. We're off to a rough start on a Monday. Jeez. <laughs> June 27th, wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Mark Cuban's campaign manager, Jerem Jordan. Nah. Would you, vote, would you vote for Mark Cuban? As president? Yes. I need to hear his <laughs> political stances. You're first, his campaign right? manager. No, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, I would need to hear... We need to hear his stances for us. I'm not just voting for him. Oh. Is, is he an innovator? Is he creative? Does he think out of the box? Yeah, I like those kind of ideas. I like him, yeah. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> I need to know more, though. Okay? To be a responsible citizen, I can't just fire off a vote like it that. It is an election year, right? It is, indeed. The countdown is on. <laughs> the countdown. Oh, no, not another. No, 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 that one. Not that countdown. Just one countdown, please. Not that countdown. Although the countdown to media day continues. Thursday. Thursday is BYU football media day. It's media day week, right? The earliest football media day of any team in the country or conference. BYU. So we're stoked. Thursday is going to be awesome. Starting at 10 Eastern time with web chats. It's going to be great. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. DallasMavericks.com reporting, and BYU Sports Nation confirmed, Kyle Collinsworth will play for the Dallas Mavericks Summer League basketball team pending a physical. Yeah, that's great. That's great news. We knew uh, he was going to play on a Summer League team, so now it's uh, Mark Cuban's Dallas Mavericks. (laughs) Fresno State says its game with BYU in 2017 will be played at Bulldog Stadium. Not the Oakland Coliseum. Remember Friday we reported notes from an Oakland Coliseum meeting saying there were final negotiations for a game to be played there. So at Fresno State in 2017. Yeah, the Bulldogs nipped that one in the bud and said, BYU's coming to Fresno. That's kind of a bummer um, because I thought it'd be cool for BYU to play in an NFL stadium albeit um, uh, somewhat of a junkyard in the Oakland Coliseum. <laughs> yeah, I said it. You've been blacklisted now by all Raiders yes, fans. black and silver listed. <laughs> Shaquille Walker announces he will turn pro and forego his senior season at BYU. The All-American track and field star will join us on the show in about 25 minutes to discuss that decision. And he has very specific 4th of July plans, like most people do. His are incredibly specific. We'll tell you what they are. Will fireworks up. explode? <laughs> yeah. Question mark. ESPN's Chad Ford lists Eric Mika as the 79th best prospect in his 2017 NBA draft projection. Now, 79th would not be drafted, right, if he came out after his uh, sophomore year. But he's going into his sophomore year. He needs to play. Yes, he is a draft prospect. He was the only uh, current or future, you know, well, you have to play one year, but he's the only dude from BYU on that list. At 79, coming off of a mission. And Chad Ford is a guy who understands the dynamic of that. He is a returned missionary himself. So there you go. Yeah, he works at BYU, by the way, and created uh, ESPN Insider. He created ESPN Insider? Yeah. I knew he was like an integral part of it. I didn't know he created it, though. 
Teach, wow. He teaches or isn't he's at BYU Hawaii as well? Well done, Chad Ford. There you go. Eric Mika, number 79. Rise and shout. <laughs> it's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. A blue-goggled glance into the future. Yes, play that harp, Jerem. Yes. <laughs> Hello, neighbors. Fred Rogers has invited all of BYU Sports Nation to the land of make-believe. Wasn't he a sniper? No, he wasn't a oh, sniper. My bad. Where's your cardigan, by the way? <laughs> it's June. <laughs> you have all been granted a very special power, BYU Sports Nation, to put on the magic blue goggles. Okay. And have one question answered about the 2016 BYU football season. All you have to do is decide what you want answered. In today's Twitter question, if you could look into the future and have one question about the 2016 BYU football season answered, what would it be? Use the hashtag BYUSN at the homes. Does Taysom Hill stay healthy? That's the only question worth, worth fortune telling. <laughs> and that is mine as well. It's been the most asked question today. Yeah, except I want to know exactly how healthy, by percentage, Taysom Hill is in each game this season. So if I'm going to get a specific one like answer, I'm asking that question. So I want like UCLA, 85%. Because anything over like 75, I will take from Mr. Brother Taysom Hill. You think he would be the starter if he's 75% or greater? Yes. I don't think that Taysom Hill comes back his senior year off an injury when he has business opportunities um, you know, waiting for him to not be the starter, right? So not how many games will Taysom Hill start and finish. But That's my question. Okay. Well, well how healthy is he? How because healthy? that will okay. tell me if he's playing or not. Trust me, he's a senior. He's the bigger upside guy. Trust me, Tanner Mangum's going to win a bunch of games if you only throw for a ton of yards. I'm just not sure this is, this is the season, right? This was supposed to be Tanner Mangum's time. But last year there was an injury, and Tanner Mangum stepped up, and he was great. But this season, to me, this season is about how healthy is Taysom Hill in a lot of ways. And if he's not, Tanner Mangum will be fantastic. How many games will number seven start for BYU football? That's right. Yeah. See, I, the question for me is easily, is easily the Taysom Hill thing. But it's been a long time <laughs> since, he, since he started and finished a game. That brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. It's been exactly 646 days. What? Since Taysom Hill started and finished a game. And that is still counting. Wow. It will be 714 on September 3rd. Countdown to the Wildcats. 68 days. 68. So on media day, it'll be 65 days? Two months. Two months. Yeah, essentially. Exactly two essentially months. Yeah. two months. Wow. Okay, so what is it? Sunday? Sunday is two months. Sunday is two months. The last game that Taysom Hill started <laughs> and finished was Virginia wow. 2014. Now that, now that other guy's there. Yeah, how about that? Bronco. Yeah, I, what's, your, what's your answer to this question? <sighs> that, again, like I said, the question everybody wants answered, and I want it answered too. Which was funny. The first We sent out the tweet. The first five responses were about Taysom Hill's health. <laughs> the first five. That's, 
that's the one thing. It's like, oh, man, I, I just want to know if Taysom's going to be healthy for the entire season. But you're asking that, and you're going to know that. So I might as well ask a second question, right? Sounds good. We're friends. You'll tell me the answer to your you had question. To, you had to ask the question out loud? We're fr- <laughs> Wait, it was a statement. You're right. It was a statement. Okay. Yes. Come on, man. I would have to go with what will BYU's best win in the 2016 season B. And people mm, were like, well, okay. how do you define best? And I'm like, that's not up to me. It's up to the Blue Goggles. <laughs> it's not up to the Blue Goggles. You it's tell me. People's opinions. What will BYU's the best blue, win? The Blue the Goggles th- are irrational, Spencer. They're irrational. <laughs> we can't use these for any metric. They have been granted the power to know one thing in the 2016 football season. So if you're oh, going to ask it, about Taysom. Oh, I just looked through and I saw it, by the way. If you're going to ask, what is it? I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm not telling. If you're going to ask I'll about Taysom Hill, I am going to ask what will BYU's best win of the 2016 season be? And I think mm. that the answer to that will give me, could give me a very good idea of the overall success of this season. I think it grants a look at that. Like, if you can tell me the best win. That says I, how the season I, went? I think that that will be an indicator of how this season will go. You can, uh, Yeah, well, you can upset people. You can, Like, what was last year's best win? We were discussing Boise State. Someone initially said Nebraska, and I said, a, a win against a six-win team? No, really? no. Boy, Boise State, was that the best win? Yes. What and Boise Bo- State was rolling at the end of the season. They were. But were they rolling all season? What were they, 9-4, and 10-3? and three? What were they? Something like that. I think 9-4. and 9-4? Okay. I'm looking <laughs> it up real quick just to make sure. <laughs> Nine and four, so that's a quality win. Anytime you beat a team over eight wins, to me that's a quality win. That ends with eight wins or more. Okay, we we discussed this question. I haven't seen any tweets. Maybe there are. Maybe I just missed them. Do you want to know the record? Like, would you want to no. know BYU's record? I no. don't. I'm with you. I I would not want to know the record because I want to see the games play it out. It Takes the fun out of it. Like, like I. Yeah, it, it'd be like, okay, give me, you know, you, you could have fun with that. You could say, okay, I want to know the total yards offensively and defensively in each game. Because that could probably <laughs> tell. Or, or this, or this. I want to know the turnover margin in each game for BYU. That would tell you a lot. Like last year, if I say BYU's negative five in the Vegas Bowl, you're like, oh, they're losing by 25 plus. And the answer was no. If BYU plays a negative four game, they probably win the game. Oh, my goodness. I'm just kidding. It, who knows? But I don't. I wouldn't want to know the record. If I got to, if I got Biff's book, uh, Genie, whatever, how the Oracle, <laughs> whatever you want, and I would not want to know the record because I want to see it play out. That is the fun. We don't listen. There's people that are like uh, a thousand simulations. BYU's record uh, comes out to be seven point four against four point six. No, or what? Or five point six? Like no, 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 no. Come on. What do you want to know? You have the capability to know one thing in the future. If you could look into that future and have that one question answered about BYU football, what would it be? Let's go to the Twitter machine. Tweet, tweet. At Kugbaka, almighty prognosticator. At some point during the season, will I kick in my TV screen? (laughs) I think you have anger issues like Andy on The Office. I think you have bigger issues. <laughs> At Y for Life. How were you able to beat Utah by 45 points? <laughs> I'll take a one-point win. I really will. <laughs> but like I said last week, I want a double-digit win, a more than one-score win, so a nine-plus. But I'll take a one-point. It's been 20 years since BYU beat Utah. It's been that 96 team, which will be featured on Thursday. By, 
by double figures. 20 years? What a joke. <laughs> 20? There are students at BYU that oh. haven't been alive for a for a nine plus point win against Utah for a a blowout win That's against not a Utah. Blowout. Holy shnikes! Yeah, it's been a long time. Now here's the thing. Okay, everybody wants to what, know about. Tell me what the thing is. Everybody wants to know if Taysom Hill's going to be healthy. Chad Lewis thinks Taysom is is going to be ready to go. Listen, listen to what he said. By the time the season's here, he will be fully ready. To jump over people, dominate, throw, run. He's going to have his full accoutrement of everything. He will have no nothing hindering him. He's going to be ready to rock and roll. A couple comments here. One, accoutrement. Fantastic use by Chad Lewis. <laughs> Two, no nothing. Come on. You use accoutrement and then you go no nothing. And then three, I think this is a little unfair to Taysom Hill because Chad is setting us up uh, for excitement and awesome. And he's had a Liz Frank injury. He knows what it's like. Da, da, da. What if Taysom Hill's not ready, though, then? Are we going to be disappointed if Taysom Hill's not healthy for the season? Is that something he can even control? Maybe that's a question some people would answer. Will he be healthy by the start of the season? Will he even be healthy? Holy cow. Like, the nice thing is Tanner Mangum's there, but Thursday, Taysom Hill is going to be on our set, scheduled to appear on Thursday, and we'll ask him, how healthy are you? Like, could you play today? Do you expect to be healthy in August? Do you expect to be healthy September 3rd? What if he's not healthy through fall camp? This Tanner They're not going to roll him out on September 3rd as a starter if he's not healthy, right? <sighs> you can have one question Total answered. questions for today. What do you want it to be about the BYU 2016 football season? Coming up, the legend of the 880 with All-American and Olympic hopeful Shaq Walker. But first, David Nixon wants a question answered. What is the former NFL linebacker asking? BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Happy Monday, everyone. Our conversation happening right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Our supercast of BYU Football Media Day is Thursday. It's going to be great. Starts at 10 a.m. Eastern time on BYUtv.org. Web chats hosted by Lauren Frankham, Jason Shepard as the social media correspondent. 11 a.m. Eastern time, Dave McCann hosts State of the Program. Noon Eastern time, we are on the air for a two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. Great guest lineup planned for that one. Uh, Kalani Satake, Taysom Mill, Tanner Mangum, and others. Dennis Pitta, it's going to be great. For Eastern, BYU Football 1996 Revisited. That'll be a fantastic show. And then 10 Eastern time, we will have a BYU Sports Nation 1996 special. So that the I just listed all of the new content that's going to happen that day. During the day, though, like all day on BYU TV, it's all sports all day. It's going to be fantastic from like 6 a.m. to midnight or something. Rebroadcasts of various games as well, uh, various shows. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Yeah, the spring special, the signing day special. If you've missed all anything special. of significance, like you need to watch – BYU TV on June 30th. Yeah, come hang out. And if you miss it in the morning, I believe there'll be some rebroadcasts in the evening, but it will be available on the uh, slash DVR, where you can use any of the apps to download that as well. Are you worried about Dennis Pitta being on the show? No, I love Dennis Pitta. He's great. <laughs> Dennis, is, Dennis is one of my favorite he people. He requested ever. to be on. <laughs> And I requested that he be on. <laughs> if you could look into the future and have one question about the 2016 BYU football season answered, what would it be? At Sir B. Rob says, how good is Ty Detmer 14's offense? Good question. That's one of the questions. It's not the question to me, but that's the question. 
Joining us now on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline is former NFL and BYU linebacker David Nixon, a man who I'm sure has a few questions he would like answered if he were granted the opportunity to put on the blue goggles and see into the future. So, David, if you could have that one question answered, what would it be and why? Well, obviously I'm a defensive guy, so I'm sticking on the defense. I'm saying who will emerge as the elite pass rusher? in this up- upcoming season. When you're facing Josh Rosen, a new Solomon, you've got all these you know, prolific quarterbacks you're facing this year. Who's going to be the guy that shows up and is that pass rusher like the Bronx Caputo we saw last year? Um, I think there's a big question mark there. And when you're facing those quarterbacks, you've got to have guys that can put heat on them and get pressure on them. Hopefully it's by committee. Um, but usually you want at least one, one guy or two guys to emerge to where you go to that nickel package, that dime package, you can put that guy on the edge. And it's almost a given. You're at least going to get some pressure on him, if not hopefully a sack. Of course you were used the word elite, too. Come on, man. Well, well done, David. Come on, man. Well done. Had to. <laughs> Who do you think uh, that guy could be? Because if you're always going to go to four down linemen, you're putting like the Will linebacker with his hand in the ground now, I guess. So it, it, it's going to be or, – or the Sam, I can't remember. But it's going to be interesting who, who that guy is. Is it Handsome Taniello, Logan? Is it a tackle – I, I'm not sure. I, I don't think there is a Bronson Kafusi type on this team, but who will be the closest to him? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. It's, it's kind of a big question mark. I mean, you look across the board. You got Lalile. You've got Tautu, Takitaki. But even with that, with Fred Warner being you know the, one of those three stacked linebackers, I mean, when it comes to passing situations, you can you can rotate your guys anywhere, right? And when you go to a nickel dime package, you bring in a safety, usually take out a backer, and so you almost think you maybe shift Fred up there. Um, but, but that's why I would answer. Who, who's going to be that guy? Who's going to work this off season right now during summer? Who's sticking, you know, after workouts for hours, working on their hands, working on moves, coming up with ideas and, and watching film of pass rushers in the NFL that have done well. Uh, JJ Watt, those type of guys, watch the film of them and, and try to learn from them and then implement those, you know, techniques into their daily, you know, uh, grind, as I should say, their daily practice of, of trying to get better. So, um, you know, I think it'll be pretty evident in fall camp in those first few games who that guy is. But you know, once once that coaching staff, especially this this rookie, you know, defensive coaching staff, once you have that guy, man, it helps you out so much because you can rotate him around and you really can showcase him. You bring blitzes from him his side. Um, you can bring him from really anywhere. We saw that back in the day with Cal Van Noy. Uh, you know, Coach Minhaw would put him anywhere on the field. He'd line him up as a nose tackle sometimes to try to create mismatches and get him in there and get some pressure. So. Uh, I'm really interested to see uh, how that all plays out, but you're going to have to when you're facing these now, you know, sophomores, junior, uh, senior quarterbacks with Rosen and Solomon, and then we'll see what happens with Utah where they, they, they get their quarterback and who it is. Um, but uh, those first three games are going to be brutal, and, and you've got to create a, a pass rush or that secondary once games is going to be left out to hang. All right, David Nixon, you have stated your defensive-minded question. If you were to ask any other questions, let's say you're because you're special, you get to have two questions answered. What would the second question be? You guys are always so kind to me. I love it. Um, <laughs> I, I think for me, the second one is with the schedule you're facing. Who's going to be the the two deep? You know, you you obviously, we obviously know who the starters are, most of them at least, and and we've seen most of those guys play. Jamal Williams, we've seen Taysom Tanner, we've seen all these guys play. Um, but the question is, on the two deep, who's going to emerge as playmakers there? Because when you have this, this tough of a schedule, the stars can't be out on the field 100% of the game each game. You're going to get guys nicked up and guys are going to get tired, et cetera, because uh, it's, it's going to be a grind this year, no doubt. And so for me, the next critical question is, 
who not too deep can emerge to either push those starters and maybe take over a starting role uh, or at least provide that, that must-needed relief to let guys get some rest and, and rotate guys in and out. And that's something that I think hasn't been a huge need in years past because you had some games in that schedule that you could rest guys and, and, and get guys healthy again. This year, that's not the case. This year, it is week in and week out is a grind this year, and uh, you're going to have to have some depth there. And so that's my biggest worry is, is, is uh, those second stringers, can they develop? And, and I think with this coaching staff, you've had a lot of guys that have played, obviously, at the, coach, at the college level, a lot of played at the NFL level or professional level, and I think they understand the, the need and the importance of competition. And I think that's one thing you'll see this fall with this coaching staff. They're going to push these guys to compete. Yeah, you start in the quarterback position all the way down the line. And I think you'll see from that, you'll see uh, that depth be developed because you're going to see the second stringers that really truly probably believe they should be first stringers and vice versa. So um, I, I'm excited to see how that all plays out. But uh, no question with the, with the schedule they're facing this year, depth is going to be a huge issue. Speaking of the quarterbacks, how do you see this playing out? Because I imagine that BYU wants to hold their cards close to the vest, not reveal a starter until that guy trots out onto the field. It would seem like Taysom Hill will be the guy if he's healthy because he's a senior and because he's Taysom Hill. Tanner Mangum will have his, his uh, two full seasons of being a starter, potentially three. We'll see how it plays out this year. In fall camp, unless they split reps at number one, it's going to be obvious, right? Or will it? I think I think it needs to be. If it's not, I mean, I, I'm I'm a firm believer that you name your horse and you and you ride him until you know something happens. And uh, I, I don't love the some coaches go with that strategy of oh you know game week we're not going to tell anybody who the starter is until yeah we try him out in the first series. I I just don't like that. I think it's good to have the entire team on the same page. Um, you know the the players know who the guy is, and sometimes you can make it so where the team knows who the starter is, but the rest of the media maybe the opposing team doesn't. Um, but I, I would hope that the team knows who that starter is before fall camp starts because you want to know who your leader is. And, and, and obviously there's a lot of pressure on that starter to go out there during fall camp and rally the troops. If you have a bad day of practice, that leader, that quarterback should be in the meetings, not the coaches. The quarterback should be in there kind of ripping apart his offense um, and, and kind of you know making some changes himself. So uh, I, I think it should be declared prior to the season starts. I don't know what uh, Kalani and the rest of the staff has planned. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I agree. I think Taysom's the guy you, you go with because of his, you know, uh, background and his experience. I think he's the guy you go with and, and kind of see how it all plays out this year. You said before the season starts. What, when would you prefer that that be made uh, – I don't, I don't even know if you want it made public, but just that the te- at least the team knows. Like prior to the week of Arizona, the beginning of fall camp, you have to see how pl- fall camp plays out, right? Yeah, I think you do, um, but, but I think everyone knows the skill set of both quarterbacks. I mean, obviously there's a question mark with Taysom's foot, um, but you know, even the the players and the coaches know. Everyone knows what each player has to to offer, and I think they, you know, there's obviously great film of both quarterbacks. And so, ideally, I think before fall camp starts, um, obviously, you know, a lot of fans are going to say, "Well, let them battle it out through fall." Um, you know, I think I don't know if there's really a need to battle it out. Once again, it's it's been demonstrated what each one can offer. So I don't know if there's much more each one needs to prove per se. Um, but I but obviously the the injury, Taysom's injury, and, and seeing how fast he comes from back from that, um, that's a huge question mark. So if Taysom's 100 percent come into fall camp, I think you name the starter, uh, which I think probably should be Taysom. I think you name it and you and you go with it. But if obviously he's still hampered by that. 
um, that it's tougher to name a starter because you don't want to you don't want to name an injured guy the starter, obviously. David Nixon with us on BYU Sports Nation, breaking down BYU football in 2016, expectations and whatnot. Five weeks until fall camp starts. What is it like for a player at BYU right now with that countdown on, knowing that, man, I, I still got to get through the grind of the summer five more weeks before we can actually start official practices? Well, typically, yeah, you're kind of finishing up the grind right now. Um, and, and every straight conditioning coach does it different. Um, but I remember we, we would kind of start to wind down right now with our summer workouts, and they give us two to three weeks before fall camp starts, you, they give it, that off to you. So you kind of go away, clear your mind, go on vacation, um, and kind of let your body rest before you really hit the grind of fall camp. So you're kind of winding down those workouts right now, looking forward to a little bit of time off. Um, but at the same time, really, in football, there is no time off. I remember I'd go on vacation, went to Hawaii one year, and sure enough, uh, there, was a, there was a field across the street from our apartment, or from the, the hotel we were at, and I was running sprints, and people thought I was just a weirdo, <laughs> just running up and down, <laughs> running up and down this, this, this vacant field. But, uh, you know, you obviously stay, keep working out, but it, it is nice because you do need some time to recover because uh, summer workouts, are those are pretty strenuous. I mean, they're, they're obviously prepping you to get ready for the season. So it's nice to have a couple weeks off, but, uh, you know, now the time you're starting to get antsy. I mean, we're only, I mean, this week we, we hit July, you know, and that's, that's the golden time because you realize this is the month we report to camp and so, um, and get ready for camp, you know. So, uh, it's, it's, it's exciting time. I know those guys are getting antsy. It's just right around the corner and, um, I know they're probably preparing for it and watching lots of film on, on the upcoming teams, but, also getting lots of work that work out in with your with your teammates because uh, everyone's got to be on the same page once you hit fall camp. We were debating this in our pre-show meeting as well a little bit. Uh, if I told you, what if I told you that BYU went eight and four in the regular season, would you take that right now, or would you play it out and see if you could win more? Uh, I would take it. <laughs> I would. I would take it with with what you've got. Um, with the schedule you've got, man, I would take it. But at the same time, I and mean, then it takes away the fun of it, right? I mean, I with with, quite, with the question mark being over Taysom and his health, I think if you have a healthy Taysom, eight and four is very achievable. Um, it's not nine, ten win season, um, you know. And even with Tanner, I, I think they, they can get to those numbers. But you know, I love the wild card Taysom and his health right now. And if he's healthy, man, I think it could be a really special season. Um, and not only special season because of, of what they do on the field, but think of think of the, the publicity that BYU would get and the national exposure when you're when you're beating these top ten, top fifteen teams like UCLA most likely will be right. So I, it's an exciting exciting time. I mean, I think you know you look at us fans, we're all excited. Just imagine the football players that are looking at the schedule and uh, realizing you've got some studs coming back with Jamal. You know, having him back after a year, Jason back after a year. I mean, I, I think uh, I think the the fan base is obviously excited, but the players are just as excited. You'll take eight and four guaranteed, but that's including the three and zero start to the season that you predicted on this program, correct? Hundred percent. I still stand by that. Hundred <laughs> percent. BYU starting three and zero. Man, they'll be in the they'll be in the top. They'll be like sixteenth in the country. They're three and zero. At least. At least he says. And yeah. the early Pac twelve yeah. South favorites. <laughs> <laughs> BYU will win the Pac-12 South. <laughs> hey, who needs the Big 12? It's the Pac-12 South that we're targeting, right? Uh, Dave, good stuff, man. Enjoy your day, and I'm sure there's some golf involved somewhere. Uh, hopefully. I mean, I, I try to fit in sometimes. <laughs> thanks, David. All right, guys, thanks. David Nixon on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future.
that his three and zero prediction is the hottest take oh, that anybody's we're had talking on this about show. Bold predictions. That's about as bold as it I don't want to call the guy dumb, <laughs> but that's pretty. That's pretty hot. I love David Nix. He's great. Three and zero is crazy, right? If BYU oh. goes three and zero, what will I do? No, now, I'm not shaving thing. my head. Here's the thing. We talked about this. Wow. If BYU beats Arizona, which I think is very possible, and Utah, they're not losing to UCLA. Coming home, they're not. It's about Utah. You got to beat Utah. Up next, Shaq Walker and the legend of the 880. He's chasing down his Olympic dreams. Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented. As always, by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Hey, Media Day is Thursday. Check it out on uh, BYU Sports Nation, among other programs that day, noon Eastern time. Have you heard the guest list for that day? It's going to be awesome. Listen, here's who's scheduled to join us. There's so so many. Kalani Satake, Jamal Williams, Francis Bernard, former BYU Offensive Coordinator and Poinsettia Bowl Director Ted Tolner. Okay. Okay. Tanner Mangum. Tanner... uh, Tanner Magnum, Taysom Hill, Dennis Pitta, and Tony Knuch. Loaded, baby. Yeah, that's pretty good. Check it out. It's going to be awesome. Just set your DVRs. Let's or, refresh or today's live. BYU Sports Nation headlines. Nielsen ratings. Yeah, or that too. We need that. DallasMavericks.com reported and BYU Sports Nation confirmed Kyle Collinsworth will play for the Dallas Mavericks Summer League NBA Hoops team pending a physical. And that starts uh, ne- next week. All those. Uh, this Saturday is the first summer league game, by the way. Fresno State says its game with BYU in 2017 in football will be played at Bulldog Stadium. Friday, we reported notes from an Oakland Coliseum meeting saying there were final negotiations for the game to be played there. So at Fresno State. Our good friend Shaq Walker has announced he will turn pro and forego his senior season at BYU. He is joining us in Studio B right now. Shaq, welcome back, man. Thanks. It's good to be back. I feel like I was here just... Weeks ago, you know? Like, so it's, it's good. It's good we want back. some more Shaq. No. You're, you're so different now that you're a pro. Just You just have this well, pro aura. Yeah, you know, it's, it might be the haircut. I got a haircut for, like, the first time in, tw- like, honestly, the first time I paid for a haircut myself in five years. Wow. What? And it still doesn't even look, yeah, it still looks ratchet, but um, because I haven't done anything with it. And then I'm wearing, you know, a Brooks shirt and Brooks sweats, and so, yeah, you know, it's... It's cool. <laughs> yeah. What is going pro? Yeah, what How does, does that one mean? Go yeah. pro? Because we yeah, exactly. we think that we're professionals, but we never like <laughs> declared, "Hey, we're pros." So what's yeah? That like? So it's um, I, I think I wouldn't have necessarily declared it unless it's the only reason it had to it came out the way it did is because I'm a junior, um, and so usually when you're a junior, you know, you go to you stay in college till your senior year, but um, I guess it was just the way the media chose to say it. He's gone pro, but. I'm just running professional. You mean what does that mean? Like what is because you just like professional basketball. It's super obvious what that is and all that. But track kind of like you sign a contract. Is it a is it a yeah. sponsor based thing or what? Yeah, so it's it's a sponsor based thing. Um, so the the way it typically works, you sign a contract and you will represent that company. Um, they some companies have groups like Brooks has a group in Seattle. Nike has groups in you know various places like Portland and Eugene. Um, New Balance has some groups in Boston, Adidas. Yeah, I could go on forever. But um, Brooks, the group that I'll be training with is in Seattle. So what that means is I have to move to Seattle. My wife and I will go there. Um, I'll train with their group there, with their coach, their massage therapist, all that. You know, we'll have all that. Um, and then they, they pay you to 
you know, it's your job. So this is your full time job. The, yeah, yeah, and it's only That's not bad. It does. It's not. No, a lot of people work a lot harder than me. So it's like, <laughs> I'm like, you know what? I can do this. Like this is not so bad. What went into the decision to go pro? So it's it's something I've been thinking about for um, probably since last year because I didn't. When I ran 145 first last year, I was like, wait a minute, I'm just a sophomore, like, but I'm an old sophomore, so I got to get moving with this process a little sooner than other people. Um, and so, yeah, just that, and then I started thinking about what what my future goals were, and um, I kind of feel like every stage of life, at least in terms of, you know, life and running generally, there's like a different, a different, I don't know, like new things, you know, high school to college, you're like new things, and you're getting your butt whooped, you're not the, you're a little fish, um, in a big pond and then you get better and you, you grow. And I feel like it was the same kind of transition that I'll have going professional. I won't be, you know, I'm still, I'm still, you know, really like one of the, the best in the, in the country, but it's, it's different from competing against, um, collegiates where your goal is like, okay, this is my level where I want to compete at a national championship, which, you know, I didn't achieve, but then there's, it can still, the vision can be raised higher. Basically like I want that you know olympics you know medals i want world championship finals i want olympic final all those things and i think just the raise in vision in and of itself will help me a lot because that's just the way my brain works and so that that and other things let's fast forward a few months you've moved to seattle Mm -hmm. you go to clock in what is your average work day like (laughs) as a runner for brooks honestly probably just like an average day here at byu you know just like i mean it's not it's not like a I don't think I haven't done it yet, but I don't think it's like a 40 hour a week gig. I mean, maybe, I don't know. But what I imagine in my mind, it's like I wake up at like 10 a.m. because I. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, baby! Because I sleep like, I don't know, like 10 hours and I'm just like, all right, I feel good now. And I roll out of bed. I eat some breakfast. I go to practice. After practice, I do some drills and some lifting. I get, I recover up and then I come home. And then and you go to a Mariners game. Yeah, Mariners game or you, something. I guess I have to Seahawks. be like a, Yeah, Seahawks. Yeah. Oh, wait. So I guess I can be like a Seattle sports fan now. Yeah, yeah. I'm a Seattle sports <laughs> hey. fan. Yeah, yeah. And it's not bandwagon anymore because I'm like, oh, I live there. I so. live there, yeah. I didn't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I lived there. Oh, yeah. For how long? Oh, my goodness. Until I was 11. I lived oh, okay. So Northwest. you're a Seattle sports fan? Yes. The Northwest. What does yes. that mean? Portland. Oh, okay. Portland, yeah. I was, enough about me. So more you're about a Thunder you. fan now. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. I was a Blazers fan. Okay. Yeah, Anyways, yeah. you'll love Seattle. It's going to be great. I'm hoping to be there Saturday, so oh. I'll scope you out. On sat- this Saturday? Some rest- yeah, some restaurants or something. Okay, You just yeah. let me know what you need. I'll, yeah. I mean, yeah. we're here for you, Shaq. You can take me out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah whatever. well, now that you're pro, you're paying for us, man. Before, it was like compliance. Well, y'all are pros, too. Y'all are pros. BYU. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Now you can pay for it. We didn't declare. The media didn't say, Jaron Jordan has elected to go pro. That's because y'all are so good it was obvious. It's like when Michael Scott's like, I declare bankruptcy. (laughs) That's what you do when you go pro. You did that in your apartment, right? Basically. You told us last time you were on the show to ask you about the legend of the 880. Oh. What is – okay, because your Twitter handle is ShackWalker880. Yeah. What is the legend of the 880? You know, there once was a man – um, and I, I won't say any names. Ryan Wait. I won't say any names. Ryan Wait. And he uh, <laughs> he he comes to. Oh, he's always getting shout outs. He's probably loving it. Uh, so imagine, you know, I am twenty. I just turned twenty three a couple days ago. Okay. And most people they they don't like the whole BYU return missionary thing. You're old. It's not fair. You You're know. so mature. Shaq. You're so, yeah, like you know. Yeah, thanks. Uh, my mom doesn't <laughs> think so, but <laughs> and so um, you know, there's always this like this you know. 
they're older and people get really upset about that. Well, in the olden days, the 800 meter race was known as the 880 yard dash. And so there was a man years ago who he was thinking about, you know, his place in the running world and said, I'm an 800 meter runner, but something feels different. I'm not really an 800 meter runner. And 880 was was begun and and since then 880 has become a legend at BYU where every runner 800 meter runner really an 880 yard dasher okay. runs under a minute 50 seconds these are qualifications under a minute 50 you have to be at least six feet tall or black six <laughs> and you have to be good at basketball or really bad at basketball me I'm they, they nicknamed me the black hole because it comes in and don't come out um and so you know what that that is 880 and there's and it will continue forever people need to know about this like 880 is never going to go away you know 880 yards 880 we have you know high fives and you know it's it's cool 880s 880 so if we say something to some like like is Shay Collinsworth in on this because she runs the 800 is this a male well it's thing you know only? I would like when I, when we think about the the vision 880 started as a little seed and it's growing into a, a, a plant Twas, twas, but a mustard seed. Twas a mustard seed, but now it's growing into a massive, a massive, you know, plant, um, tree, bush, whatever. Um, and so, what we really want to do is expand. I see the future of 880 expanding to include um, females and having, you know, uh, you know, um, qualifications <laughs> there, and and just maybe putting on 880 events in the future for BYU. This is a great business model. Is there really. clothing? Is it a clothing line? 880. You know, is there, it a there was. Store? Well, you know, it there could be. Was? Well, we we've had clothes clothes. We usually take up teachers a white T-shirt, cut off the sleeves, write eight eighty with a sharpie on the front. This was cool <laughs> in the nineties, Jack. You're too young to appreciate. <laughs> Shaquille Walker with us on BYU the Sports Nation. Just turned pro, uh, an All American runner at BYU. <laughs> now working for the Olympics and headed to the USA Olympic Trials this week to compete in the. 880. 880, not 800, 880. <laughs> the U.S. doesn't know this, but it is an 880. It's an 880, y'all. What are you envisioning happens uh, in about a week from today? So a week from today will be July 4th. Um, that's the day of the final. Exactly a week from today, I'll be preparing to race in the evening. Um, and what I expect, you know, what I really, I, when I just dream about July 4th, I'm like, July 4th will be complete if on July 4th I can have the American flag around me because I just made the Olympic team. I can put on my new Brooks Victory Collection <laughs> shoes that, that are the red, white, and blue, and I can walk around in those feeling like, you know what? This, this, I'm an Olympian, so this is okay. This is, like, this is like my time to celebrate the 4th of July, America, representing America. That's what I envision. Fireworks it just seems beautiful. exploding behind Fire, you. Be, yes. Yeah, I saw – yeah, they're behind me, but they're like red, white, and blue fireworks. It's just like everything perfect. That's what I imagine. Sounds nice. I'm just taking in this. Yeah, we do. I, I kind of want to watch this so, too. We are so Although I get frustrated every time I watch it, but whatever. Oh, I'm That's not talking else. about what's on BYU TV. I'm talking about your description. Hey, coming off your performance at the NCAA Championships where you finished third, and again, All-American status, how would you rate that performance, and, and what has it done for you approaching the trials? Um, so I would rate it if, I, if no one else was in the race and I ran that race, um, I feel really, really, you know, I feel perfectly happy with 725 meters of it. And, you know, unfortunately, 800 meters, 880, it's is 800 meters. And so that last 75 meters I was pretty disappointed with, not because I, you know, because I locked up so hard because that happens sometimes, but I think it was more um, the things that I did not do or the things that I could have done, better way to say it, to help to prevent that locking up. Um, just, you know, little simple cues that I just got to in the moment and I started thinking about everyone else around me, you know, coming up with 100 meters to go. 
I saw the two guys right in front of me, and I thought, I still feel good. And my thought went away from my simple cues of, you know, short arms, low arms, whatever, to, you can win, go, 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 go. And that just, like, I think that just, like, psyched my brain out, and I just locked up. Um, And so my time was the second best I've ever run, and it was a time that would have won the NCAA championship every year in the history, minus three. And so it was good. It was a good time, but it was just... I think there's. A, I think if I run that race ten times, five times I'll lock up like I did, and five times I'll, I'll stick to my cues and I'll run a lot faster. And so at the trials, I'm expecting to run a lot faster. I'm in a lot better shape than, than that time would suggest. And so I just wanna, I just wanna like get the most out of my fitness right now. You know, I just wanna go run really well at the trials and show that I belong, in a spot to, to make this Olympic team. Well, good luck, man. Thanks. We're gonna be paying attention uh, to Tracktown USA. You know what I just realized? <laughs> I'm going to be in Oregon next week. I, I have a rodeo that night though that I'm oh, going ro- to. I'm sorry, a rodeo. I might have to change Wait, that rodeo. rodeo to Eugene. <laughs> Wait, where's Saint the rodeo? Paul rodeo? It's a tradition. Oh, like a, in my a family, family tradition. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, well, no, I don't like, want to mess with that. Should I go down to Eugene and watch Shaq Walker? <laughs> yeah, I don't. don't I could me- be the South Korean lady. Don't. Holding <laughs> the Walker. I need to find that lady. Okay, <laughs> she gotta, is. She's awesome. I got to talk to the boss, aka my wife, and we got to figure. <laughs> well, out. you know, I don't want to mess anything up. I don't want to be in trouble for that. Before we close out, at underscore R Wait Ryan Wait tweets this in. Thanks for the shout out, Shaq Walker. Hashtag Legend of Eight Eighty. Legend of 80. You know, I, I also have to give shout-outs to everyone that's been really, really good. Ed Eyestone, greatest coach in the NCAA. He's, he's really good. He knows what he's doing. He knows his stuff. Joe Franson, the best trainer in the game. Craig Manning, best sports psych in the world. You know, these guys are – it's super easy to see someone that has success. I and mean, we see it at BYU a lot. Like, athletics is, is good here. Um, but I think what's forgotten sometimes are all the little things behind that person that made a team come together. Because, like – Shaq Walker doesn't run 144.99 without those people I just named. You know, it just it just doesn't happen. Um, and so it's 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 cool to have such a good team here. And I think those people need to be recognized and realize how much of a of a difference they've made in my life and how much of a blessing they've been to me. Awesome. Let's Amen. reiterate that a 144.99 is a 144. Yes, <laughs> five nine nine is. <laughs> Five nine is a five nine four. Four nine nine is a four nine forty. I'm not having this conversation. <laughs> Shaq, uh, congratulations on Thanks. all of your success. Yeah, luck, Turning Thanks, pro. Guys. Now that you're pro, we can like give you stuff. You want some blue goggles? Yeah, yeah. Here. Let me put them on. You're pro, so you can have. Oh, those. that goes with my my watch. You know. Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Shaq Walker. Oh, he's good. You kind of look like Russell Westbrook with those on, man. People tell me that. <laughs> people tell me that all the time. Put them on again. Put them oh, on literally, again. one of my friends sent me a text two days ago. He said, Russell Westbrook. Studio. <laughs> you look like Russell yeah, I feel like Durant can play this game. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. Nice. Uh, the karma has been delivered yeah. with the blue goggles as well, Shaq. I like them. I feel He's good. Stuff, man. You got it, man. Can I keep them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course kidding. you can keep them. What am I racing these? <laughs> the drag this is uh, another all-time moment on BYU Sports Nation history. There have been at least seven. <laughs> Tag Russell can it say he was on the show? <laughs> because he followed. Russell Westbrook doppelganger. You get so many more funny that whoa. We will tweet this out for those of you that can't see it. It is too good to be missed. <laughs> Up next on BYU Sports Nation, more of your tweets. If you could look into the future and have one question answered about the 2016 BYU football season, what would it be? BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan hanging out in Studio B on a Monday. If you miss an episode of BYU Sports Nation Live, the rebroadcast airs conveniently weeknights on BYU TV promptly at 6 p.m. Eastern.
Hey, our Supercast on Media Day is coming up Thursday. Starts at 10 a.m. Eastern Time. It's going to be awesome. Exclusive live coverage of BYU Football Media Day. Check it out. Uh, starts at 10 a.m. as mentioned with web chat. State of the program. Two-hour edition of BYU Sports Nation. 1996 Revisited will be awesome. We'll have an uh, hour-long show after that as well. So come hang out with us Thursday starting at 10 a.m. Eastern yeah, Time. Yeah, such a fun day as a BYU fan Love and media it. member. Twitter question today. If you could look into the future and have one question answered about the 2016 BYU football season, what would it be? Hmm. At Still Team Riley tweets this in. Does BYU Sports Nation broadcast the Bowl Week festivities from the Poinsettia, Peach, or the Fiesta Bowl? Get out of here. Come on. <laughs> that would be awesome. Guess what? There's only one at-large bid for a potential team like BYU into the New Year's Six this season, right? There's only one. It goes one three five, isn't it? Yes, there is one. And this is the year where it's just one. So that, that ain't happening. BYU would have to be the one They'd team. They'd have to be undefeated. Oh, man, because the G5 team still has a spot there. Yes. I, yeah, the G5 is included. Like a, It's like another team, right? At BYU LASF Jazz, will we see Tanner Mangum and Taysom Hill on the field at the same time? You have to have at least one play where you use them both. Yes, Jim just, McMahon and Steve Young played in multiple plays together at the same time on the same field. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That how'd they, happened. How'd they use it? That happened. How'd they use Double both? pass. Did they do a double they pass? They did a double pass. Nice. Yeah, let's see some of that where you line you line one as a receiver and he just comes back and chucks it deep. Yeah, sure. Let's do it. At uh Jailbrick, does BYU join the Big Twelve? Now that is now that is an interesting question. That's one that has what? not been how has that not been brought up? It took fifty one minutes and nineteen seconds to get to the Big Twelve? What in the world? You are so happy about I that. I am very happy. <laughs> I also see BYU at ten and two in these glasses. <laughs> Oh, at BYU Tony K. Are we finally going to shake off terrible luck, blown calls, terrible starts, etc., and beat? (laughs) Can I say this on the air? Yeah. (laughs) Those filthy Utes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, why not? (laughs) Do they have to be filthy or can they just be the Utes? Sometimes winning's filthy, Spencer. Coming up, a rugby MVP. Where is he, Eric Mika, and ESPN's top 100 draft prospects and Fresno State responds. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Cougars in the Association. DallasBasketball.com reported and BYU Sports Nation confirmed Kyle Collinsworth will play for the Dallas Mavericks Summer League team pending a physical... Football. Fresno State says its game with BYU in 2017 will be played in Fresno at Bulldog Stadium. Friday we reported off of notes from an Oakland Coliseum meeting saying there were final negotiations for the game to be played there. That will not happen. Also, Justin Ferguson of Bleacher Report lists Tanner Mangum as one of 12 college football quarterbacks with the strongest arms. He is one of two non-Power 5 quarterbacks listed. UCLA's Josh Rosen, who BYU will face this season, also made that list of 12. Track and field. Jack Walker, who just joined us, a.k.a. Russell Westbrook's uh, doppelganger, announced he will turn pro and forego his senior season. He joined us on the show today. As mentioned, to hear that full interview, download the podcast. Also, Connor Ross finished eighth in the 1,500-meter race in the track and field junior championships. Men's basketball. ESPN's Chad Ford lists Eric Mika, the sophomore center for BYU basketball, as the 79th best prospect in his 2017 draft projections. Baseball. Colton Shaver went three for six with a home run and five RBIs in two games over the weekend with the Wareham Gateman. He's found the groove again. 
Volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA Volleyball beat Belgium, beat Australia, and beat Italy in Rome over the weekend. Cougars in the PGA. In the National at Congressional Country Club. Daniel Summerhays finished tied for 22nd, or 21st, at minus four. He earned $65,000. And Zach Blair, that's his new car. And Zach Blair finished tied for 75th. He took home a mere $13,000. Spencer. Cougars in the minors. Jacob Hanneman went four for 11 with a couple of runs, a triple, and a stolen base in three games over the weekend for the Tennessee Smokies. He'll join us tomorrow. Brennan Lund. Putting up video game type numbers. Six for 11 with three runs batted in, two runs, a home run, and a stolen base in three games for the Orem Owls. And Colton Mahoney pitched five innings with six strikeouts, did not give up a run, and picked up a win for the Staten Island Yankees. Rugby. It's loaded today, man. Calvin Whiting was named MVP of the Denver Sevens Tournament as his team included six other Cougars who won playing for the Utah Olympic Development Team. Swimming and diving. Jake Taylor and Preston Jenkins compete in the 100-meter uh, bra- a backstroke, rather, at the Olympic Trials today, 1.30 Eastern. You can watch them swim on usaswimming.org. So that's in half an hour. Nice. Future guests include Jacob Handman, as mentioned, uh, Gordy Marissa Bravo, and scheduled to appear on Media Day, Kalani Satake, Jamal Williams, Francis Bernard, former BYU Offensive Coordinator and Poinsettia Bowl Director, Ted Tolner, Tanner Mangum, Taysom Mill, Dennis Pitta, and Tony Knuch. So it is loaded, is that baby! All you got? Is that all you got, Jeremy? And that, what else that you got? Is, that is just... For the 12 to 2 Eastern show. We didn't even mention the 96 show. The 96 show, which awesome. will air in primetime, is going to be fantastic as well. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Who deserves it, Jerem? I don't like co-awards, but it's too hard. Too much happened, as you heard in that loaded whip. Taylor Sander doing work with Team USA. With the karma. In Rome, with the karma. 3-0. They play in Dallas this week, uh, by the way, in World League. And Brendan Lund, who with the Orem Owls, is kicking butt. He is awesome. <laughs> to put it lightly. If you could look into the future and have one question about the 2016 BYU football season answered, what would it be? At Still Team Riley. Was it awkward for Tanner and Taysom to have to sit next to each other at the Heisman presentation? <laughs> oh he also my. gets the elite tweet of the day. Was there a 2036 supercast honoring this team? Boom, roasted. <laughs> Thanks to Shaq Walker, David Nixon, and everyone on our crew. The conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag BYUSA. Oh, Shaq Walker and the blue goggles was just fantastic. He's there's fantastic. always one of those that? moments, you know? It seems like every show, there's one moment that just becomes really funny. One go shining on moment. Media. Yes. Show on demand. Download the podcast on iTunes and the TuneIn app. For Jerem, I am Spencer. Shout out to Tucker Land. We're back to work at noon Eastern tomorrow. Yeah, baby!